What's up, world? It's your boy, Mr. Ten Four, for Forces Radio Podcast. And this episode, I have uh, another special guest, a childhood friend of mine that, you know, I best grew up with, um, Mario Hunt, other known as Little Yo to everybody else who grew up or knew him personally. I mean, we're going to have a discussion starting out talking about DJ Screw. And, you know, it goes into how he had an impact on the industry for his music, um, for his style of um, Screw and Chopped. And, you know, this is just the whole effect it had on the industry when it came to Screw and Chopped and how you had others who liked the sound, uh, others who tried to do their own version of the, of the sound or however you want to call it or however you want to take it. But without further ado, let me introduce my homeboy, Little Yo, and we're going to start this thing off. You know that, Mario? What's going down, man? What's going down? Man, I'm chilling, bro. Chilling, so, chilling, chilling. So, how are we gonna um, how are we gonna start this off? Man, let's get to the roots of it. I mean, I'm young, you know. OGs might know more than me, but I knew a little bit about it. I I started listening to it in nine two. I really started listening in nine two. When I, I didn't know what it was, I thought it was the, I thought the tape, I thought somebody had messed up the tape or something. Do you know how the tape started dragging? Yeah, you know, I was thinking the same thing too. <clears throat> but my, uh, my older brother, Mike, when he moved to East Texas from Houston, mm-hmm. you know, he had a whole duffel bag full of Original DJ Screw Gray tapes, right? Right, right, right. So I was in the eighth grade. No, I was in the sixth or seventh grade at the time, and he was like in the seventh or eighth grade at the time, something like that. And uh-huh. uh, now, mind you, I heard Screw before that, but I ain't never, you know, from you know hearing other people have it, you know, but. Uh-uh. I everybody would just in depth on it like that until, you know, my brother, you know, saying put me like really put me on to it. So, you know, mm-hmm. my first real real experience on my own, I actually listened to, you know, some actual gray tape. Right, right. And I had a bunch. My brother, he had a lot of them gray tapes. And I was wondering where he was getting them from. I mean, he wasn't really telling me where he was getting them from because I think he really was going to the school shop because he was telling me they had a line of cars to to buy screw, man. To boys was lined up in cars and lined up to buy screw. You know, and, and it was it was dope because you heard screw songs. You didn't think they just screwed up everything. You thought it was just a Houston thing. Like, 
just Houston, but he screwed up everybody. He screwed up the West Coast, one of my favorites. He screwed up the West Coast, the East Coast, you know, the Midwest, you know what I mean? Like, he screwed up the North Side, too. Like, he screwed up Fifth Ward boys. Everybody, man. Gangsta Nip, uh, 3-2 terrorist. This man slowed down everything. He even slowed down old school stuff. Like, real old school stuff that you never didn't imagine because what uh somebody said was DJ Screw had a whole bunch of more tapes. He had a whole bunch, he made a whole bunch of music. Now, DJ Screw was like the Tupac of DJing. You know what I'm saying? That was that was DJ Screw. DJ Screw is, like Pimp C said, DJ Screw is the king of the South, you know? Oh yeah, no doubt about that. You know, so I, I agree with you on that 100%. Cause you like, dang man, I want to meet this dude. This dude, man, this dude popular. He make this stuff sound good, you know. And you just sit up there and listen to it, and you be like, dang, it make the song, it make everything last long. You had, we had family reunions to DJ Screw. Uh, people had barbecues, and you know, everybody was just having a good time. When we was listening to Screw. And, and, and you know the funny thing about it is though, it's like when my brother really like put me on to Screw, like really, really put me on the Screw. And he had been listening to Screw for so, you know, ever since you know, it first started, mm. you know what I'm saying, from the jump. So, like, I can remember as a youngster in middle school mm-hmm. and everything, when he was like, well, here, I'm going to give this whole duffel bag full of gray tapes. They're yours. Mm-hmm. Now, mind you, he had Fat Pat, Ghetto Journey Screw. I don't know how he got that. And that was on the blue tape. I and then, I had that. I don't know how. I just, I had got it. I think my brother, he had it. He had a blue tape. That's the only way you would find that fat pack. It was a blue tape. Yeah. The thing you can find it, you ain't going to find it on a regular tape. You're going to find that just on a blue tape. Because I had a little kiki. Uh, It was a commission. It was on a gray tape. Yeah, I remember that. And it was chopped up. It was chopped up by DJ Screw. Yeah. And so, see what a lot of people ain't see. I understand what OG One C said. He said DJ Screw didn't screw up everybody, but yes, he did. People don't know who DJ Screw screwed up. He screwed up everything. He screwed up everything. He screwed up street military. He screwed man, up. Man. I can tell you some of the R and B stuff that people don't realize that he screwed up. 
He screwed up Aaliyah. He screwed up MC Light. He screwed up Queen mm-hmm. Latifah. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Like, he, he did all of that. Yeah, man, because and then sometimes you could tell when it's a flea market tape or it was Swisher House. See, I was a person, I didn't start listening to Swisher House to 1998 and 1999. I was so yeah. heavy into DJ Screw. I went into Swisher House. Yeah, see, that's how I was too, because I ain't really started listening to Swisher House until I heard that before the Kappa and after the Kappa, 2000. That was the first time I started listening to Swisher House. And the only person I really liked it out of Swisher House was Slim Thug. Yeah, and see, that's the same thing with me, too. Only person I really like out of Swisher House first uh, a solo artist was Slim Thug. And then the only other person I like besides him was Paul Wall Chameleon there. Paul Wall and Chameleon there, them three. You're right. Because who else was coming after Slim Thug? Paul Wall, and Chameleon there. That's it. Everybody else, nah. Lil Mario, Lil Mario had some freestyle. I'm gonna give him his credit. Yeah, he did have I some feel freestyle. Like he, I feel like he should deserve some credit too because even though he freestyled and everything, but still though, a lot of people didn't give that man his credit, and I feel like he deserved his credit too. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Because he was right there with Slim. You know what I mean? Now, that's the Roy, Big Pig, Big Tiger, and all the rest of them that started, you know, saying with Swish House, when Slim, Lil Mario, and all them was together. You know what I'm saying? I mean, they was cool, but, you know, a lot of people, majority like Slim Thug. Yeah, the Slim most Thug. out of everybody. <laughs> Shout out to Slim Thug, man. The boss, man. Shout out to that man, man. That man made nothing but good music, man. He don't make nothing but good music. And that's but you know, his, his track record, even to this day, shows that. Because, yeah, it was a point in time where he, you know, he was signed with, you know, Star Trek and got the major deal and also like that in the early 2000s or whatever like that. And then he mm-hmm. stopped for a little bit. And then after he started back after that and did Boss Hog Outlaws when and all the stuff like that, then he just been just going straight on it ever since. He went independent. He was smart. Yeah. Thug was smart. Nobody, I mean, Lil Flip was, but he wasn't smart as Thug. Yeah. Slim Thug, he just, he came out of nowhere. When I heard this nigga freestyle, I'm like, hold on, who this nigga is? I got to rewind that. So that's when I started like a Swisher house because it had Slim Thug. Yeah. <laughs> Slim Thug. And then, you know, then you heard Pow Wow and you heard Chameleon there. Now, them the three-headed muscles right there. Of, of, you know what I'm saying? They really made... Then you had everybody else come in, Mike Jones, and, you know, it was okay. I listened to Mike Jones and Magno. I had that album. You know, it's it's so many people to mention. 
I mean, it's not the fact that you ain't just telling them about everybody, but you know, the screwed up clique was deep. Like, you had Chris Ward. It, 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 it was a whole lot of people. They ain't even named in the screwed up clique. It was so many people, man. And you know what's so crazy about it? George Floyd, you know what I'm saying? Rest in peace to him. You know, he was part of the screwed up clique. He did a few freestyles, but he didn't really just take it serious like everybody else did. You know, he did it for fun. You know what I mean? He was getting paid. I can't forget about Cino and them Botany Boys. Yeah, they, they, they oh, yeah, you can't, can't forget about Cino and them Botany Boys. I can't, man. Because them dudes, I, I, I grew up, it's like, it's, it was, okay, when I started listening to Lil Kiki, it was it was DEA, it was Southside Players, and it was like, it was the Botany Boys. It's like, but, it's like, and it was, Three, three, two. Like that's like them really. Like it was just it was some, bro. It's like when you when you look at their music, bro. Their music is very good. Like when you just listen, go back and listen to their music, man. That music is jamming. Every track they got on that CD, you gonna listen to it. I got that Southside player. You know what I'm saying? And then, uh, you know, man, and it's like the early 90s, like 1992 and 93. Yeah, man. Yeah, I was saying about UGK and how, how they got started. And it was just a whole lot of stuff, man, you know. How DJ School, how Pimp C knew you, uh, DJ School, and Bun B knew DJ School. And, you know, Pimp C, he used to always go to the schoolhouse. And Pimp C used to chill with everybody. Everybody knew who Pimp C was. You know, Pimp C, well, they say he SUC affiliated because, hell, he Pimp C. Like, he was the, you know? Yeah. He was the, he was the most player nigga, you know what I mean? Like, Bun B was a gangster. But Pimp C was more, I feel like Pimp C was way more. He had, yeah. Pimp C was very powerful. And you never just heard Pimp C name come up into in some shit. He nah. had new, he knew too many people. But here's where it gets good. Now uh, you know his protege, right? Yeah. His protege been going through some things. He been going through some things. I mean, I got I like his music. I do. But Pimp C son, Chad Butler Jr., oh man, that's Pimp C all over again. Yeah. I feel, I feel like he should just go ahead and man, come on, man, bro. Bring that shit, bro. 
Yeah. UGK shit, bro. You got it, bro. Because I can hear it when he say it. You know what I mean? Because I'm like, damn, bro. Like, it's just like, uh, what's his name? DJ Red. Yeah. I like DJ Red. I'm going to tell you why. DJ Red remind me of Screw a little bit, man. Yeah, that's the same way I feel about it, too. He don't really, he don't talk, but he just chop it up. He do it exactly how he do it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? He got it. It's there. I mean, DJ Baby, he had it. You know, DJ D, they got it, but come on, man. Give it up to DJ Red, bro. Yeah. Just just let DJ Red have it. Little Randy, little Randy of the school to click him screwing up stuff too. So it's like, it's like, damn. You don't know who is what to listen to, but you listen to everybody's stuff. So you support everything because you know, screw screwed up the world. Yeah. You know, see, a lot of people, when they say they listen to screw, man. They just listen to freestyle. Nah, man, we talking about everything. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's my whole thing. The reason why I'm saying people don't really know. They just start digging into it. They start listening to it in 2000s and stuff. Yeah, we, that's, true. We, that's true. We listened to stuff in the 90s when we was little. I mean, we was some little dudes. You just say we were some little bad kids because we listened to that type of stuff. But yeah, it wasn't harming nobody. Oh no, it wasn't. And then I see some of these young, I'm like, dang, what they know about that? They listening to oh, I got something they ain't gonna see. That was, this is my thing right here. I had the stuff that everybody didn't have. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's why I pat myself that on the show. You know what I'm saying? Because the stuff I had, everybody didn't have. You know what I mean? I uh, I sometimes I used to, I used to get tapes from my brother. I mean CDs from my brother. I ain't know what was on it. So guess what I did? I go through his CDs and I listen to it, all of them. And what I used to do for myself, okay, they would say we was bootlegging, but bro, we was young. Everybody was hustlers in that time. And, 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 and yeah, and see what a lot of people don't realize how screw music started spreading out wide. People were making dubs of the tapes. Yeah, yeah. Keep it real, man. You ain't got to fake nothing. All the bootleg copies and stuff, man. Come on, man. People wanted it. They couldn't get it. So how else are they going to listen to it? Yeah, exactly. If, if you're not going to let them borrow the tape. So what they have to do, they have to go out here and they got to go buy it for 10 to $5. So how else was your stuff going to get out there? Yeah. That's, that, that's my thing. How else was your stuff going to spread? Your stuff spread by people dubbing your tape, letting everybody hear it. The more you let people hear that, man, the more that stuff going to go far. It's going to go to a whole nother state. It's gonna go to another state. It's gonna get to that state. It's gonna get to you know. 
But you know what's tripped out there? You know how it started spreading across the country? Uh-huh. People in the military, people who come home from the military, come here to Texas, go from here, get the tapes, and then they take them back to wherever they were stationed at, and that's how they were spreading out all across the country. Uh-huh. And, and you hear Master P mention it in his song. Listening to DJ Screw. Come on, man. Master P. Come on, bro. Master P. And you know what's so crazy about it? And it would have been for DJ Screw, it wouldn't be no Master P. Just think about it, man. If it wouldn't have been for certain artists, bro. I mean, for DJ Screw, bro. The artist, you know, nobody probably would have never heard of these artists. Yeah, the West Coast, you know what I'm saying? The West Coast, New Screw. They knew exactly who DJ Screw was. Yes. Because DJ Screw, he dressed like he was from the West Coast. And he personally knew Ice Cube. He personally knew Snoop Dogg. And you wouldn't be surprised if he knew Tupac. I'm telling you. That's what a lot of people not realizing. All the people school slowed down, I'm pretty sure he met them. Because why would he, why, how can this man just slow down anybody? Come on now. Don't you got to get permission? That's called, that's called bosses meet bosses. That's what's the stuff they was on. See, and see a lot of people didn't, what a lot of people didn't realize was Spice One even yeah. though he was in California most of his life, but his family is, he's originally from Texas. Corsicana. Yep. Texas, Texas, Texas born, but Cali made. Yep. That's, 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 that, that's his roots. He yep. always come to Houston. That man yep. always come to Texas. And we show him so much love out here in Texas. It's, man, that man, and I feel like that man need his credit too. It pisses me off sometimes because I feel like, come on, man, this this is your this is this is somebody you looked up to, man. This man, he know how to rap. He's very good. Shit, Bone Thugs and Harmony learned some shit from Spice One. You know. I mean, he, he, you gotta have your, you gotta have your spice one, man. He, 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 he had, a, he had a slow spice one down, man. He was, he was the truth, man. Go look at his album. Look at, look at, uh, what you call it? America's Nightmare. Oh yeah, every of course. Song, every song, every song is slamming on that. And I tell people, I'm like, man, look, this, this, I ain't gonna lie, this my favorite rapper. And you know who else say who that that who that was their favorite rapper? Biggie. Biggie said Spice One was his favorite rapper. A lot of people wouldn't believe that. Notorious no, they wouldn't. Said Spice One was his favorite rapper. That's something, right? Yeah. And then you got all these people around these legends, man. It's a legend, bro. 
this is this man, he done paved the way for all everybody else. Rick Ross, uh, and I mean P. Diddy, I mean Pup Daddy, he doing this thing. You know what I'm saying? I wouldn't be surprised if he was chilling, Spice One was chilling with Diddy. It's all about money now, you know. So, but Spice One, he don't really give a fuck about none of that shit. You know? Yeah. Long as he, long as he, you know, he get out here and rap, he still can, he still gonna do his thing. He said, I ain't never too old to rap. He said it. He still sounds the same. Listen to this man energy in his songs. When you listen to Spice One, he sounds the same. Exactly. Go back, go back to 1993 and 1994, 1995, and come back, come right now. This man still sound the same, dude. The same cat. He never switched up on nothing. Original. That's what you call original. And I like Warren G. I listen to Warren G, too. You know, it's a lot of MCA. Is silly cell. I mean, the J styling. I mean, but look at my boy right now. You know what I'm saying? I feel like payroll, Larry June, you know, all these cats, Pablo Sanders. I mean, I'm I, I can name a whole bunch of them. Yeah. Currency, Cardo got wings, G Perico. I mean, these dudes, Dumb Kennedy, it's so many of them. They they coming. Polyester the Saint. It's so many of these cats, dude. Like, come on, man. I'm like, man, I, I be listening to music. I mean, everybody listen to everything that come out nowadays, you know, to each his own. But you're not going to listen to this. Everybody not going to have the same music as you. That's true. You're you going to play something different that nobody don't have, just like payroll. I've been listening to payroll for about... I've been listening to payroll for a little minute, man. Yeah, I've been you know, payroll. A lot of cats didn't know who payroll was. Now they starting to realize who payroll is. You know? Yeah, that's true. A lot of cats didn't know who he was in the beginning. And now... And the stuff he talk about, everything he talk about is real. He tell you, hey, man, you got to invest. You, If you was selling drugs, you got to clean your money up. And you got to put some, put it into some legal shit. He yeah. was, this nigga is, I'm like, yeah. I, 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 yeah, I fuck, yeah, I listen to him. I wear his shit out. And then you, you got to think about it. These dudes, they so damn smooth. Larry June so damn smooth with it. You can't you can't stop that. Uh-uh. No, you can't. That nigga got he talking about he got his shit called numbers. Man, this dude got orange juice, smoothies. Come on, man. This 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 man here, he reminds you of he just he just smooth with it. You can't fuck with that. And I'm like, damn, man, this dude sound like, and he from San Francisco. Dude got, dude got heat. You know what I'm saying? Cause yeah. I'm looking at it like, if people chop these dudes up, up and coming, they gonna sound tight. They gonna sound just like a screw tape. 
Yeah, like, yeah. They gonna sound like a screw tape. That just like when Nipsey died, y'all just know where the music, you, you knew where the music was going when Nipsey died. You know what I'm saying? The music, when Nipsey died, the music was going back old school, bro. Cause that's what Nipsey was trying to do. He was trying to bring everybody back together, how it was back in the day. And, and, yeah. and, and change everything so everybody can change so we can have good times again. That's all he was doing. That's what Nipsey was doing. And look, look what's going on. You got people, everybody listening to the big people, but who has the most talent? Who is the ones that really putting in that work and they want their sound to get out? The people that, exactly. that that really done went through the shit and ain't just talking about shit. They talking about that what they really went through. That's the shit I'm on. I ain't I, I fuck with NBA Young Boy. NBA Young Boy is like the boosie right now. That's all NBA. He like he you listen to him, you listen to NBA Young Boy like it's no limit again. That's how you look at NBA Young Boy now. Because yeah. A lot of people don't know NBA Youngboy, he's getting a lot of credit. He getting credit from Master P. Also, C Murder. That's what a lot of people don't know. And then Soldier Slim's son, Lil Soldier Slim. That's what I'm saying. You got all these cats out here, they making their stuff sound old school. And they not really into the new school music. They into the old stuff because they feel like the old stuff, that's what their daddy would tell them to do. Hey, don't do what they do out here, son. Don't don't go shoot nobody. Don't do the same shit I did. Go out here and go make your money. It's just, it's so many people. Pac-Man, the Gunman, G.I. Joe. And see, you gotta listen to G.I. Joe and uh pay, Payroll. They have a song back then. Yeah, Porsches and Beamers, and you like, dang, payroll sound like he a cat from the West Coast, but he from Detroit. Yeah, he from Detroit. You can't go wrong with no payroll, boy. You put some payroll in your car, man. This man, he he talking about straight up business. He talking about money, telling you how you need to get money. Telling you how you need to get away from dumb shit and bullshit ass people like this young cat. He only 33, 34 years old, but the stuff he's saying that he know for his age make you like, what the fuck? Yeah, do. Damn. How does the what? Shoot. What I tell people. You know, Don Kennedy, he came out with uh, Love from the West Side 3. Yeah. He came out with that. And uh, somebody else supposed to be coming with something. Oh, I listen to Jay Stone. I mean, our money in is our money in. Nico G4. Yeah. Like a lot of people don't really know about Nico G4. Uh, it's a lot of cats, man. Like, and he, I see the views they get, and I'm like, come on, man, this stuff sounds great. 
it ain't nothing but haters, but these people still getting it. They still getting it. Like Pablo Sanders. People not really knowing about him. I can no, they're not. Cat. Uh, AJ Snow. Uh, uh, cool Kid Cavo. You know what I'm saying? I could just keep going. Because I'm like, man, look, this is my new old school right here. These, yeah. You know what I mean? that, that's how I'm looking at that. You know? Because I listened to the music back in the day, and I'm like, damn, this shit jamming. But these niggas, they brought it back. Yeah, they really did. Jay Worthy, you know? And I'm like, damn, you need to put these boys, y'all need to screw these boys up on screw tapes. Y'all need to put them on some screw tapes. DJ Red, DJ Randy, Slim K, Michael Watts, shout out to Michael Watts. You know, Michael Watts went to uh Chopped on Blaze. I used to get my hair cut over there at Greenspoint. <laughs> Michael Watts, man. Michael Watts a real cat. Oh, yeah, Watts, man. I fuck with Michael Watt, you know. And then it's like, I guess because I it wasn't OG Run C, I, I guess I was liking Michael Watts more, but I started liking OG Run C also, you know. Yeah, so, when I first started listening to Switcher House, you know, what I'm saying I like Michael Watts, but then when Ron C started doing his own thing, you know, what I'm saying what kind of you know, draw me to Ron C when he started doing his own thing was. When you start doing all the uh, all the F actions, you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying. So, you know, oh, slowing down all the R&B songs and all the love songs and all that stuff, you know. Yeah, I think the first person I'm gonna say I heard out of the screwed up clip, and this before this before Lil Kiki, this before uh, Fat Pat, this before Youngster, motherfucking ESG. ESG. That's the first person out of the SUC I listened to. ESG. You know what I mean? ESG yeah. was swinging and banging. ESG. You know? That's what I'm saying. Like that's 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 really that's one of the that's a original screw head, screwed up click, dude. ESG, you know what I'm saying? Cause my thing is, they not really giving ESG his credit either, and I ain't feeling that either. Yeah. Feel, come on, man. This dude, I grew up listening to this dude. This shit, this nigga shit, slapping. Always slap. ESG always had slaps. You know what I'm saying? And Slim Thug hooked up with ESG. And I feel like ESG had something to do with Slim Thug blowing up. Yeah. Because you got to think about it. Kiki also. Because Kiki and Slim Thug had an album also. That's what I'm saying. Kiki was one of the most independent artists in Houston. Look, Kiki. He did collabs with everybody. This man, this man worked hard. Him and ESG, they worked hard. I don't give a damn what nobody say. Them boys put in work. 
Mm-hmm. Shit. You know, screwed up click. You know, everybody was wearing they screwed up shit. And, you know, they fubu and stuff. And cats wanted to sip. I remember my first start. I ain't start sipping syrup to shit. Before I went to college. That was in 2002. <laughs> yeah. What? I was 18. Going on 19, man. I was sipping drink. I was with my brother and uh my you know, Dale McQueen. You know, you know, Dale was, you know, he was real with the shit, the screwed up shit, you know. My brother, you know, they sipping drink. So I seen them not cups, so they like, God damn, that's a muddy cup. A muddy cup means a nice cup of drink. Yeah. And it look pretty. My brother, my brother Neil showed me how to pull this shit out. Dale told me how to pull the shit out and pour it in. And I had to shake it. And there it go. I had to, we had to go in the store, get some nice ice. That Sonic ice, kind of like. But you know, we used to get the one that looked like the nine laters. Yeah. Yeah, you know I mean, it was good. How it sat on the ice. Oh man, this shit was so pretty. I wish I would have took pictures of it. I didn't only have a styrofoam cup, but I had a big ass cup. You know what I'm saying? It was bigger than a Route 44. You know what I'm saying? It was like the cup that you get at Timmy Chains. Yeah. It's a Kool-Aid. I had that much drink in my cup. Then I seen Stank. Stank came over there. We all leaning. They playing dominoes. Stank got a cup of drink in his hand. Sleep. But you going to hold on to that drink. Oh, yeah. You going to hold on to that drink. You going to hold on to that drink. Man, I'm talking about boy. I, I can remember when Dale stayed in the apartment. I watched a comedy jam. Him and my brother was playing dominoes. That was in the year 2000 and, uh, 2002. It was before I was going to get ready to go to college. I, my first start shipping lean. You know? So that's, what, I mean, that's some shit I can keep it, un I can be honest with myself with. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I could ask him and I could, you could ask my brother or whatever. I wasn't no gangster or nothing like that. I was just a cool little smooth cat, you know, normal cat, you know, but original at the same time, you know, something like a little player, something like a pimp. Yeah, man. I'm outside, wind blowing. It feel good out here, man. But yeah, man, but it's a lot of stuff. And then me, before I started listening, when I was listening to school, I was a little bit into a little bit my West Coast too. I was into yeah. the West Coast. I started really getting into it when I was in high school. And I was listening to, even, even though the stuff was years old, but I still kind of caught up with it. And I still remember, I'm like, damn, I'm listening to shit from 1994. Like, 
I listen to Spice One and MC Eight, but I'm listening to different shit. And I start. Listening yeah, that's kind of how I did too. You know what I'm saying? Like that's mm-hmm. kind of how I did too, because I started listening to um, you know, what I'm saying West Coast. But you know, the person that put me on the West Coast music was my um uh, my cousin JD, who yeah. was staying with who was staying with us at the time because. He had all the two short albums. He had all the E forty albums. You know what I'm yeah. saying? He had Spice One, MC eight. And that's when I when I first heard Two Short, man, that was that was just it. I was just hooked on it. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Especially Two Short E forty. Oh yeah, man. That under you hear that underground West Coast. You hear the that's under the artist that you ain't know about too. And you be like, yeah. dang, these boys sound tight as I don't know what. They sound just like you know, Spice One and them, they sound like different people, though. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> I listen to a lot of West Coast, too, man. You know I was on West Coast. You seen me l- listening to Crips and Blood. And, 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 and the crazy part about it, what people really didn't know, the Crips and Bloods, they they knew DJ Screw also. Yeah. And see, the thing about it, when I first heard Crips and Bloods, I didn't hear it from nobody else. You know what I'm saying? I just happened to, um, you remember how back in the day, you used to order CDs and tapes through the mail and they'll ship them to your house? Uh-huh. So, I had this one thing where, um, you know, I think a flyer came in the mail or paper, whatever like that. You know how I used to have like the list of CDs or, you know, you get them in CDs or tapes and you check them off, you know what I'm saying? Put in the envelope, send the money or, you know, you subscribe to their subscription and they send you so many tapes and CDs and you just pay every month and get more tapes and CDs that's on your list. You know, so I was already listening, you know, saying the two short E40 and Spice One, you know, so I already you know for his West Coast music and around that time. So when I seen Crystal Bloods, I'm like, oh yeah. I see, you know, so I heard about them, you know, somebody I never had listened to it for myself. So I said, well, you know, I'm gonna check this out. So I got that, you know, saying through the um, mail order thing on CD. And everything like that. And when I first listened to it, man, I was man, I was on it ever since. See, I remember it was way back in the gap. I went to Tyler or something. It was a cat. He was listening to it. And Tyler, he was listening to Crips and Bloods. And that's how I heard about it. I was young. I was young. So I ain't really didn't know what we was listening to. The cast was just talking about killing a nigga in blue and he killing a nigga in red. And I'm like, what? So, I mean, you learn a lot when you young from this music, some of this stuff. And it tell you, hey man, don't even join the gang. Even though you done been around that stuff, you wasn't trying to be around. Yeah. But it don't mean you soft or nothing like that because you ain't a gangster or nothing like that. Gangster now is getting your money trying to get somewhere in your life. That's gangster. 
Gangsta don't get me wrong. It's it been all it always been all about the hustle, but you know what I'm saying back then how what well, what it was about the hustle back then is completely yeah. different than it is now. And yeah, you still got some old school cats that's still on that same mind frame how I used to hustle back then. Um, you know, you know, same mind frame now, but you know what I'm saying like the majority of hustlers nowadays, you know what I'm yeah. saying. It's all totally different. Because they have the internet. Yeah. We, we didn't have the internet, man. We had to talk on walkie talkies and a motherfucker. You would have to pull up to the house or something. You trying to catch us or something. Or you had to make a phone call. It wasn't no internet. It wasn't no Facebook. It wasn't no MySpace then. It wasn't no, none of that. None of that shit. It basically wasn't no social media, none of that at all. Yeah. And your internet was really catalogs. When you think about it, your internet, just think about the Source. Uh, the Source magazine, the Vibe magazine, Rap Pages, you know, Sports Illustrated, Slam, you know, all this stuff. Uh, the East Bay books, because they don't do them the same no more. You see how they no, do they don't. Now? They don't make them the same no more. And I'm like, I get mad because it ain't the same. Because y'all ain't y'all ain't showing everything like it used to be back then. And you know And another thing about you know back then compared to now is um you know how back in the day, even though we was in high school and middle school. Yeah, we had internet, but it wasn't accessible everywhere like it is now. You know, you didn't have you didn't have smartphones. You had cell phones. You had flip phones, but you didn't have like you know touchscreen phones or smartphones like you do now, and all the social media and stuff like that. So you basically had to pound the pavement. You know what I'm saying? Sell stuff like the trunk, or you know what I'm saying? Like you know, best on the streets. You know, putting your stuff out. It, it, it was, it, it was, it was tough. <laughs> it was tough. I don't know how we was doing that, but we was. I don't know, bro. We was tough. I mean, I just say we order iPhones because look how everything came up. Like just how technology is. You know, it just. I, I look at everything. I'm like, okay, they used to retro, they used to make Jordans back in the day. You know what I'm saying? But they don't make them in the same shape. They don't make them in the same, you know, cut. They try. You know, you see how they made the patent leather high? <laughs> yeah, I've seen that. I mean, they're pretty close. I give them that. It's pretty close. All right. But baby, when I had my black and red twelves, when that when they brought them black and red twelves out again, I said, uh uh-uh. I don't even want them. You know, I wanted them, but I was like, do I really want them? <laughs> I would have bought them if I really wanted them. Yeah. It wasn't the same cut and the same shape how they made them. It, it, it was totally different. 
And when you look at some Jordan shoes, them hoes look long in the mud. Like, dang, can I go find that pair? Of, uh, I guess you got to go back to, to the early 2000s to find a good pair of Jordans. Because you're not going to find no 1994. Unless they got, they took real good care of them. 
You think that man worried about you? That man, that man say the most positive crap ever. You say if it's not money, what is there to talk about? Exactly. <laughs> if it if 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 I ain't if I ain't getting no money, what what am I around you for? That's what he gonna tell you. He gonna tell you. You gotta learn how to keep going and let go. That's the same thing Puffy gonna say. And then you wonder how these, and then what Steve Harvey said, he was like, it's really hard being successful. But my thing is, it's easy to get the bag, but the hard part is keeping it. Yeah. So, you got to learn how to manage your money where your emotions, okay? Your money is like, okay, your money is basically your friend on your side. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's like, it's going to get you out of stuff. It's going to take you places. Uh, it, it's the truth. What what your money, money say what? Trust in God, right? Yeah. Trust in God. So that's what you're supposed to trust in, your money. That's crazy. Because they say it's the root of all evil, but it says trust in God. You know? But some people got it mixed up, though. Some people let their money stack taller than them. Because that's the level they own. But haven't you ever just looked at like, man, what I be, what would I be doing five years from now? Two years from now. Yeah. And you 40 years old. What what you gonna be doing at 40 years old, man? Cause you know, when you get in your forties, man, it's time to chill. Shit. Jam some screw. Smoke your black or whatever you gonna do, you know. Sit on the beach. It's your nice little lady or whatever, your wife or whoever, your kids, you know? Yeah. So what you gonna be doing at 40. So what you know when in your 40s. Shit, shit gonna be different. It's not gonna be like in your thirties. We not getting younger, man. We getting older. <laughs> you know, time is ticking. Your body start to change. You not. My mama told me she said, "You're not twenty five no more. You thirty eight now." So you can't move like that no more. Stuff gonna change on you. Yeah. So that's why I kind of noticed my body is changing. Cause I have, I ain't gonna lie, I done been putting in the work for a long time. For a long time. I'm not done, but I know what to do now. I got it all figured out. You know? It's, 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 
once you get that, that's it. Oh, yeah. Nothing to tell you what nobody can do. That's that's a wrap. You know what I mean? A lot of people gonna sleep on you, but they just don't know who you really are. Yeah. See, once you really find out really who you realize who yourself is, then people gonna see it. Oh damn! I should have known. Dude, we the type of people, us in our age range, we the type of people that should be hanging around rich people. Period. When we get in our forties, what are we gonna be around? <laughs> we ain't gonna be around no uh, broke people. Exactly. We not. Because you gotta think about it. You've been going through it, you know, but you once you finally realize and open your eyes and see everything, you're not going through this shit no more. No, you're not. And you're going to take yourself out of that. You ain't going through this shit no more. You got it all figured out. 